This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello. Welcome to Jules Says. I'm Julie, Jules' grandmother, mom. If you have anything you would like to share or ask me, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. Or you can message me through Facebook. I do still have the Facebook page. I don't post to it very often. But I did post a couple of Halloween pics since my episode about sexy costumes came out. And you'll be able to see for yourself. I do look better with uh, painted on whiskers and little cat ears. I also look better 40 years younger. But that's another issue. Oh my god. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. I don't even have to really say anything more than that, and you probably already are just shaking your head in agreement. I know my problem, my specific problem with Twitter is a minor issue, but I'm still getting emails almost every day with recommendations from accounts like, well, just today, for example, Naughty WWE with some picture of a hot young woman and Jim Mommy, who wants to work out with me next, with a picture of her tits in a see-through top. It's a 70s top. No, Jim Mommy, I do not want to work out with you. How is this algorithm determining that I want this content? Twitter, your algorithm is garbage. Unwanted content is one thing. But anti-Semitic, racist, misogynistic, hate speech, and threats of violence are another thing altogether. What on earth is going on over there? And now we have the chief twit tweeting links to lies, deleting the tweets after the lies have been amplified, professing allegiance to free speech, then blocking people who question how Twitter is going to manage hate versus free speech. Then he lays off a bunch of people who monitor for complaints and hate speech and fake accounts. Then he realizes some of them should come back. I don't know. Maybe that part isn't even true. Who knows? Surely threats of violence shouldn't be protected by free speech, and they also shouldn't be so very difficult to manage. I have an idea. Last week, I had a great idea about 
transitioning some veterinarians to human medical doctors. I think it could work if they wanted to. And this week, I'm going to suggest that some of the successful comedians should form a company, pool their resources, and buy Twitter. They don't need the technical knowledge. They can hire technical managers who have integrity. Yes, they do exist. These people could head up the technical challenges, and I know managing bots and lies and trying to balance that with free speech is ridiculously challenging. But there are a lot of brilliant people in the world, people who are a lot smarter than I am. Surely this can be done better. And comedians are smart. They're smart, they're creative, they're very good at navigating social change and reading a room. And very often, when they misstep, they're open to listening to other perspectives and trying to do better. Comedians are masters of observation. They think, they rethink, they adapt. When I talk about comedians, I'm not talking about the old-style barroom comedians, although... Some club comedians are no doubt quite brilliant. The good comedians make it look so easy, so natural. But think about it. A good comedian is not just a charismatic talking head. She's a writer. She's a creator. And the best ones make you think about things in a different way than you ever had before. It's no secret that I've always been a comedy fan, all genres of comedy— I love film, sitcoms, sketch comedy, and I love stand-up. But back in the olden days when I was young, we didn't have access to a lot of stand-up because we didn't have YouTube. We didn't have computers, never mind YouTube. We didn't have streaming platforms, of course. And I don't even recall whether we could rent videos with stand-up content at Blockbuster back then. I bought my first VCR when Joanne was a brand new baby. I bought it secondhand from my mother, and I'm pretty sure I paid her something in the neighborhood of $800 for it. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to be on maternity leave for 17 weeks. Catherine's only three. It might be nice to have a VCR and maybe sometimes be able to watch things in the middle of the night. That was my justification. But yeah, we didn't have access to a lot of comedy back in the day. The only thing most of us had access to was the short sets that comedians would do when they appeared on late-night talk shows like The Tonight Show or Letterman or those kinds of things. Yeah, just the late-night talk shows and the occasional tour, which was usually out of reach distance-wise and financially to the average Joe like me who lived in a small town. Or, or sometimes we might get to the occasional club comedy show if you were visiting a big city. Or you could buy an album, which I did. I had a handful of vinyl comedy albums. That's how I listened to George Carlin, Bill Cosby. I thought Cosby was the bomb and trusted that he was a good guy. We had no idea that that was just a character he was playing. But in those days, you were allowed to sexually assault women and nobody really complained. We just took it on as our fault. So, you know. I remember years ago being in Calgary for work uh, at a team building event at some comedy club. And the lineup was all male, of course. 
because women aren't funny. And I remember sitting there thinking, why does everyone think these guys are funny? I mean, some of them occasionally had something marginally amusing to say. And I understand that comedy is subjective, but I, I, I sat there listening to them. And even though I considered myself one of the boys back then, and I didn't even recognize some of the misogyny I was just accustomed to in society, I definitely didn't understand a lot of what I understand now. But even so, I can say generally their content was, shit, fuck, my dick, my balls, my girlfriend is a bitch, I hate women. You know, that. And I remember looking around and just being amazed that people were cracking up when the guy just swore. Now, if this isn't the first episode of my podcast you've heard, you already know that I have no problem with swearing. I have no problem with sexual content. I am not a prude. I'm quite comfortable with all aspects of human life. And I've been known to drop a few salty nuggets myself. I'm not a big fan of the C word. I will give you that. But if I'm quoting someone, it needs to be said for context. Also, I've never vitriolically sworn at anyone. That's actually not true. I have. I remember one time when I was wearing a cast on my arm. I was out in a bar, and as I walked by, some guy reached for my breasts and said, Nice tits! I instinctively blocked myself with my arm, which had a cast on it, and it was my right arm, and I hit him under his chin as I said, Fuck you! I'm sorry, but sometimes that just feels good. So yes, I have occasionally hurled vitriolic epithets at people, but it's been rare and never to a loved one, even when they were being horrible to me. But I recall thinking to myself as I watched everyone laughing at this show, at these guys' unfunny, misogynistic tropes spewing out of their often slovenly selves, I thought, they're laughing because he's swearing. This isn't even clever, but he thinks he's killing it. And why wouldn't he? Everyone was laughing. Was it nervous laughter? Was it because everyone was hammered? I just didn't get it. My point is, this is not an example of a smart comedian. The good ones are brilliant. The good ones don't just throw gratuitous smut at you. The smut has to have a point. A good comedian makes you think. They offer a perspective on everyday life that we can all relate to, or most of us can relate to, but in a way that makes us laugh. So often I'll hear a great act and I'll just say, wow, I never thought of it that way. I love it. I especially think it's important for people to have an outlet to express sadness, fear, loathing, all the dark things that... Let's be honest, we all feel at one time or another, but in a safe way. To laugh at things that you would think might make you cry, or lose sleep, or, or knot your stomach up with anxiety. Comedy is a safe way to have conversations about topics that would otherwise be taboo. And laughter releases tension. It gives you a rush of endorphins, dopamine, oxytocin. 
it apparently even swaps out cortisol with the good chemicals, which I didn't know. I just actually looked that up. So if you can find a way to laugh at terrible things, I I highly recommend it. And if you see someone laughing at dark humor or making jokes at a funeral or And I don't mean laughing at someone who's going through pain, obviously. I mean connecting with them and laughing with them to help ease the pain. It's a great coping mechanism. It doesn't mean they're a terrible person. And comedians understand this. If these club boys expressed their frustration with women in a clever way, or even if they took a shower or washed their hair or maybe put on a clean shirt— I could appreciate it, but I felt like they weren't doing it that night. And I've been to a lot of small club venues. I'm fine with the smut. I'm fine with the insults as long as it's cleverly done. Abe and I went to see a popular male comedian last weekend with some friends. Do I agree with everything he's ever said? No. Some of it is quite misogynistic at face value, But he says these things in a way that make me think, huh, well, I guess I can see why you'd see it that way. And they're clever enough that he's genuinely funny. For example, I've seen more than one of his shows where he makes some joke about how the the man pays for everything. The woman buys gifts for him with his money. Who knows if that's even true? Comedians very often take nuggets of truth or other people's stories and decorate them to create their own compelling, funny story. That's part of their genius. I mean, he, he, he said it in a funny way. He, whatever he said, I mean, I wasn't falling all over the place laughing. But then again, I'm not a very good audience member for a comedian. I don't like to sit in the front row because I'm someone who listens. And even if I think a show is fantastic, I'm not generally a laugh-out-loud kind of person. So if, if a comedian's on stage and they can see me in the first few rows, I could be off-putting. But I I actually, I mean, I love it, and I'm paying attention. I'm just not the kind of person to laugh out loud. Although, I did have a hard time not laughing last week about Abe's squirrel challenges. You laughed then, didn't you, Julie? Where's that kind of appreciation when you're at a comedy show? But this joke about him paying for everything, like it wasn't the highlight of the night, he said it in kind of a funny way. But I would argue that men who find themselves repeatedly in relationships where they pay for everything are just choosing women who expect them to pay for everything. Because most of the women I know are either the primary breadwinner or they live completely on their own and look after themselves or they're an equal contributor. I don't know very many women who are actually financially supported by their partner. Am I offended by this guy making this joke? Absolutely not. It's his experience. He would probably argue that women like me have to pay for things because we're not hot enough. And he probably has a point. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A few years ago, I was chatting with a comedian in Montreal who had some story in his show about his crazy ex-girlfriend. The story was very well done. It was entertaining. I happened to be chatting with him at the bar later, and I complimented him on how much I enjoyed the story. And of course, I assumed he was exaggerating the truth. But he said to me, all women are crazy. He actually said that to me in earnest. I don't, I don't think he was saying it just to get a reaction. First of all, what kind of an entitled person looks a woman in the eye and makes that kind of statement. That would be like me having a conversation with some man, and just out of, out of uh, common decency, I wouldn't say to some man I don't even know, I, I wouldn't say something like, all men are entitled misogynists. I just wouldn't say something like that. But here's the thing. I've known a few entitled misogynist men, but I'm not an idiot. I know that this is a small subset of men with whom I've had experience. And even if I did believe it was all men, obviously it's not, hashtag not all men, would I be rude enough to just say to someone, all men are misogynist? Of course not. I have no desire to start arguments with people. I have no desire to make people uncomfortable. I have no desire to just get a rise out of someone. Like, I, what would be the point? So I think it does say something about you if you feel entitled to state such a proclamation to another human being who is part of the group you're describing. And this wasn't his act. It was just a casual conversation with a stranger. Kind of like Twitter and other social media. Dehumanized conversations from anonymous people to people you don't really think of as human beings. Anyway, I wasn't about to get into an argument with some guy in a bar who means nothing to me and who I will never see again. I just said, well, all women are definitely not crazy, but some men think that stable, hardworking, reliable, monogamous women are boring. And that's a fact. Nope, he says, all women are crazy. My point is, this guy did have some material that I enjoyed. It was cleverly written. I'm not going to qualify it as good or bad because comedy, like all art, is subjective. Everything is not for everyone. But I will say that I haven't seen him touring. I haven't seen his specials on any of the streaming platforms. Hmm, then there are people who say that comedians should stay out of politics, which is absolutely bonkers. Comedy is the perfect way to get people engaged, to initiate conversations about politics, about important issues. Some of the comedians I know would make way better politicians than the politicians do. They're smart, they're creative, they understand branding. Most of them know what it's like to juggle multiple jobs, to get by with very little. And comedy speaks truth to power 
And it draws attention to different ways of looking at things, different perspectives. Does the average person invest time and energy researching political platforms, politicians' integrity, character, their history, political party statistical trends? No. We buy into the brand, conservatives are more fiscally responsible. No, they're actually not if you go into the detail, at least in Canada. It just seems that way because that's their brand and they're always talking about cutting taxes. Listen, I don't like to see my tax money wasted and they all waste it. No one party has a monopoly on that. But there are certain things that I think are worth investing in. But do we really, really look at the actual track record of any of these people or the parties? No. We get snippets of news feeds, usually designed as clickbait. We don't usually look into the details enough. And we aren't generally very good at disseminating truth from fiction, even if we did. All politicians, as all human beings, make mistakes. The political machine is supposed to be service to the public, but it gets dirty. And the tone and the branding is set from the top. The leader of a country doesn't actively control all the underlying details, unless they're a dictator. And, well, even then they probably don't. They have their armies or their generals do it. So the best we can hope for is someone who is transparent, has integrity, and expects the same from everyone in the machine. Transparency and integrity. That's the problem. We don't have enough of that, and no one party has a monopoly on lack of integrity and obfuscation. Why can't I say that today? Obfuscation. And the media certainly doesn't do a very good job of holding public servants to account. Enter the comedian. The comedian will point out issues, make us think about them, and discuss them in ways we may never have thought of. And even if you don't agree with them, you're thinking about them and maybe having a conversation, sometimes laughing about it. They raise awareness. As Catherine says, comedy is often the ironic exposition of a position. Yes, people like Catherine, like Joe Lysett, if you don't know of him, you must Google him. It's possible that a lot of North Americans may not have heard of or may not know of Joe Lysett, but you must. He is a very active advocate, and of course he's hilarious. And so many other comedians, they're not just telling jokes. They're making us think as we're laughing. They're alleviating our stress. With all the problems in the world, we need art, music, and we certainly need comedy to ease that burden. So come on, put your resources together and buy Twitter. Do you know how annoyed the chief twit would be if you bought it from him? Nah, he wouldn't sell it anyway. He's probably jealous of comedians. Because as Catherine said, the one thing he wants to be is funny. It's a gift. And most of us just don't have it. Last week, I shared an email from a listener, and I used the name McCann to protect his privacy. But the girls reminded me of an actual McCann in Sarnia who had the cojones to disparage me to then-12-year-old Carrie when news of my scandalous relationship with Grandfather Abe the Babe broke out. 
That's right, we scandalized the town. Honestly, so many people were saying terrible things to my children about me at that time. I certainly have never even tried to keep track. Can you imagine what kind of a mean-spirited person you have to be to say something insulting to a little girl about who her mother is dating? I'm sure it was a slut comment because that's usually what it was. Here's some advice, and I'm sure if you're listening to my podcast, you don't need the advice, but I'm going to say it anyway. Jules says, say whatever you want to me, your friends, your cohorts, your mom, but not to someone's child, especially someone's minor child. I just don't understand the motivation. Maybe he was jealous of Abe. But anyway, apparently I had forgotten this, too, because Joanne chimed in and reminded me (laughs) that she saw this McCann man not long after the Carrie incident at the local golf club. She was taking golf lessons for a few years when she was in her teens. It's a fabulous sport for a woman. And Joanne gave this man a piece of her mind in front of a group of adults. She was only about 14, and the reaction was just ah, squirming discomfort. Hats off to Joanne. The thing that kills me about this is half of those guys at that golf club were sneaking out for lap dances and shagging around with anyone who'd give them half a chance. When I told my father, Ted, that I was getting a divorce, all he said to me was, A lot of people think pretty highly of him. Him being my ex-husband. And they do. Of course they do. And I said to him, Well, that's true, but I don't really care what the drinkers and golfers of Sarnia think of me. And do you know what Ted said to that? You want to pass me the ashtray? And then we sat there in silence and had a sig. Classic Ted. Ah, memories. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm rambling a bit. The son, who had a crush on Joanne, referred to himself as the big bazooka in his emails. Blam! I love when people try to give themselves a nickname. The big bazooka. Like George Costanza in one of the Seinfeld episodes. I worked with a guy who used to ask, repeatedly, will you call me fireman? No, I would insist. You can't pick your own nickname. But my name means fire in Italian. (sighs) Well then, it's not a nickname. It's a translation. He was persistent, though, and we all love him. So we ended up eventually calling him fireman. Sometimes tenacity pays off. Tenacity in writing, in comedy, in any art, in extricating yourself from a place where you're reviled, in getting everyone to use your chosen nickname. Hang in there, because one thing you can count on is change. Thank you for listening. Joanne was telling me about a friend of hers who is around 50, who regularly listens to Catherine's podcast telling everybody everything. And I said to her, well, does she listen to Jules Says? And Joanne said, oh, no, I should, I should tell her about Jules Says. Yeah, you should. She's in my demographic, and she's already listening to podcasts. 
So, please share, rate, review, and if you have anything you'd like to share with me or with the friends who listen, you can email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. Jewel Says is produced, written, recorded, edited, mastered by Julie McCarthy. That's me. I also did the music. Have a wonderful week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.